1: Today, we're going to talk about having a very full and fast-paced life, working our plan, running around like our hair is on fire one day, and then the next, completely stopping and locked down in our homes for a year. Does this sound familiar? This is our COVID story. All of us, in one way or another, are coming out of the last year wondering what our lives are all about, why we are doing what we are doing, and do we want to do this? Isn't there more or something different or something? Many of us are feeling lost. The rug has been pulled out from under us. Where to from here? We are so lucky to have Sophia Renee Morales with us today because she lived this journey a few years ago and looking in the rear view mirror now can share her experiences of rebirth into a totally different and more authentic life. Sophia was living the dream. She was totally right-brained, a biophysicist, into science and computers, and had a high-powered career, loving husband, properties, adventure, friends, and like so many of us before COVID, was moving at the speed of light. Her life came to an abrupt halt, leading to a desperate reevaluation. This is so relevant to us today because through COVID lockdowns, Our lives came to an abrupt halt, leaving many of us lost and questioning the direction and meaning of our own lives. I'm going to ask Sophia Renee to join us and go back to the beginning, where she knew who she was and what she wanted and where she was going, right before the universe told her otherwise. We'll have her bring us through her journey so we can find hope and inspiration of how to deal with our reawakening into our new life and our new worlds. Welcome to the show, Sophia, and thank you for sharing some of your roadmap. Hi,
2: Barb. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And I'm just going to rewind a little bit into that introduction and Mm -hmm. insert the comment that I did not know what I wanted or who I was. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I had a just, moment where I did. I was <laughs> just like checking off the boxes of what I was mm-hmm. told I needed to do to arrive at this magical destination of happiness <laughs> and success, right? It's this is yeah. golden land <laughs> off in the future beyond
1: retirement. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> chasing the future. Yeah, yeah, chasing the future. Exactly. Exactly. And what happened that, that, Brought you to a halt. What happened that shut that down? Yeah, um, I have a name
2: for this process now. I didn't have a name for it at the time, but I call Mm -hmm. it being sidelined by your soul. Mm Mm-hmm. And if I look at my journey, it's like I did a reverse Job. If you're familiar with the story of Job from the Bible, where the devil and God got together and made a bet, and the devil's like, I'm going to just take everything away, and we'll see if he really holds on to his faith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was a reverse Job. <laughs> it's like they got together, and, and the devil said, okay, I'm going to take every," or God said, I'm going to take everything away and see if she can find out the only thing is faith. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that's that's yeah. kind of what my journey was and uh, it felt sudden to me in the moment but I can see if I look back on my history that it was like working up to this because mm-hmm. I was getting increasingly ill every year and my I was having trouble staying employed my husband was unemployed for a s- substantial period of time before this really kicked into high gear um and I I think of it like the way they put cattle into kind of a pinch shoot. If you've ever watched like Dr. Pole or something, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to work on a cow, you have to have it like in this little box restrained. So, you can, right. you know, look at the hooves and the eyes and the ears and give it shots or whatever. Um, and my soul did something very similar to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, I won't go through all the gory details, but... I couldn't work any longer.
1: Okay. (laughs) You know what? I'm going to ask you to give us a few because I think there are a lot of people out there in the gore. Okay. Well, I'll give you the long version then. (laughs) I think we need to hear that they're not alone, that they're not, it's not just them, you know, that kind of thing. Exactly. Well, okay. So here's the gory
2: details. Okay. My husband and I are dinks, double income, no kids. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And so we're both employed. We've got a couple of uh, uh, rental properties, this kind of thing. We're building up our retirement fund. And we started to go into this period where my husband, who earns really well when he works, was having long periods between jobs. And it was not for a lack of him doing what he needed to do to get the job. But you mm-hmm. start to, the savings start to erode when that happens. Right,
1: right. And lived, I know that.
2: We're not dinks by choice. So we spent, we invested quite a bit in attempting to have kids.
1: Okay. which also yeah.
2: kind of erodes at that financial foundation that we were building on. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, we've got to do it now because we've reached that age. If we don't do it now, it's not going to happen. Right. Um, and as I, we're going through this, I'm still working full time. He's working full time. Um, and then we spent like a year and a half or something mutually unemployed. That's really hard on your savings also.
1: And on um, your soul, really, and yeah. your psyche, it's very it, difficult. Yeah.
2: Well, and it can be extremely hard on relationships. Now, yeah. I I have to say, I'm very blessed mm-hmm. because my husband and I are really amazing life partners. And okay. when the shit hits the fan, mm-hmm. we get stronger together. Actually,
1: no. Yeah, well, so that is good. That yeah.
2: that was actually good on my relationship. Hmm. Um. So, we've gone through kind of these few years of up and down and up and down. And we're finally in Indiana. He's got a job that's looking pretty good. Mm -hmm. And I'd found a job that was looking pretty good. It was in outside sales, in mortgage. And I went into it. This is right around 2008. (laughs) I went into it (laughs) because I I saw (laughs) the terrible loans that that people were being put into. And I'm like, no, they, they've got to be getting better advice. And that's why I, I was kind of drawn that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I, <laughs> I, I was in mortgage when the mortgage meltdown happened. <laughs> wow. uh, so that was a real trial on the income side of things. Although that wasn't the main reason I was there. Um, and so, we're now in this space a few years after two thousand eight, and I've moved into what they call a community reinvestment act work. So banks have this uh, law, these laws that say they have to be engaged with the community at all financial levels. Easy mm-hmm. to get them to interface with the millionaires. Pretty easy to get them to interface with the middle class, but the the low-income class, the ones that really need the education and the assistance are the ones you really have to lean on the banks (laughs) and put rules in place to say, you have to work with these people. Mm -hmm. And so, I was part of that effort at the bank, educating people on how the rules of money work. How do you set yourself up so you don't end up in a in a financially bankrupt kind of place. Right. There's an right. irony here. <laughs> <a> spoiler alert.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're going down, aren't we? <laughs> we are going down. And so
2: the job that took us to Indiana, my husband lost that. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in this CRA world and I'm making, eh, okay money. It's not terrific money. It's right now more for me about serving the right people. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting increasingly sick, increasingly sick. And so, it's becoming hard for me to keep my job. Yeah, physically Physically, sick. Like I catch anything that just kind of comes through. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so, I got started on this health journey trying to figure out what's going on. True. I started in the conventional world and they were talking about, uh, well, here, take this drug and this drug and this drug for diabetes and cholesterol and all this kind of crap.
3: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: my body was not going to let me go down that road. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up on a healthy journey because the metformin literally makes me sick, yeah. sick to my stomach. I walk around, I feel nauseous all the time. Oh,
1: no, miserable.
2: Yeah, you try and put me on a statin, and it's like I'm coming down with the flu. My body literally hurts from the top to the bottom,
1: Mm.
2: and my fingernails hurt. My hair hurts. It's that kind of pain, and that's not a side effect that you can just take Motrin and ignore because it means literally that your body has started breaking down your muscle tissue, and it's creating a toxic situation, and this is bad on so many levels. It will literally kill you if it's not addressed. Okay. Yeah. So, I tried every combination of statins. Mm-hmm. And literally, I would start the statin and within a couple of days. I was so sick. I couldn't like, get out of the bed and go into the office. I would stop the statin. It would come around. And then they try and put me on another one. and. Right employers get impatient with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, so do doctors, actually. Yeah,
2: actually. They're like, are you making this up? No, I'm not. Uh, right. High dose niacin. We tried all you kinds just of things. <laughs> high dose niacin. I turn red and I swell up. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, you need to dig deeper. Now I'm a trained scientist and I had originally planned to go to med school back in the day, which is a whole different different story. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I'm not scared of the scientific literature. I went out there and I'm like, okay, high cholesterol, what do we need to know? And started sorting through that and trying to get to the bottom of, you know, what is going on with my body because I'm catching everything. I'm exhausted all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, in the meantime, um, my husband's been looking for work and he found a job in Arizona. Fabulous. It's supposed to be a three to five year gig. It's got a contract. A lot of times you don't get employment right. contracts nowadays. It's like, okay, what so did this he is do? cool. He what does did drug design. <laughs> he does drugs? What? He I does think? drugs. Yes, he does drug design. design. And so, like if you've got a pharmaceutical company that's working in a specific area trying to, I don't know, say, lower cholesterol, uh, mm-hmm. cancer has been a big uh, field he's worked in for many years. And so he had an opportunity to come to Arizona to head up a drug development initiative wow, um, that's through, big. through the yeah. universe. It was, a, it was a big deal. And he yeah. was asking about budget and all this and they're like, Oh, we've got, you know, $20 million or something. And, yeah, yeah. and he's like, okay, that should, that should get us someplace. Mm-hmm. So we took what was left of our savings. So the last little bit, and put it into the relocation and buying the house on the other end. And we felt confident in doing this because three to five year gig that, yeah, it's worth buying a house for that. Right, right. You're safe for a while. Exactly. And yeah. so we, we got a date. We got the house. We got moved out here. We did all of this. Come to find out after he joins, they've spent almost all the money already. Oh, my God. Okay. And they're like, "Oh no, don't worry about it. We got more stuff coming. Don't don't worry yeah. about that. You keep doing your thing." Long story short, uh, in about fourteen months, they're done. Mm. They're out. There was no more money. They couldn't Uh-oh. make anything else happen. Yeah. And so, I'm not employed because I haven't been able to work since we mm. moved, and he's now unemployed. Mm. And we've got a house, and we've got all these bills. And we sat down and had a conversation. And it's like, I know you don't like this. I know I really don't like it. Because in my mind, I always thought of it as committing bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. But it's where we're going to have to go. Because you can't stretch zero. Mm -hmm. You just can't. Zero income reaches no distance. Mm -hmm. And okay, fine. So I started looking for bankruptcy lawyers, and we started having some really hard conversations between the two of us about, well, what is it that he needs to be able to shift the kind of jobs that he's getting? Mm -hmm. And it came down to he's going to need another advanced degree to go with his science. It's going to have to be Uh. business or medicine or law, one of the three. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I don't care which one it is. You sit down and figure out which one fits best for you.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And he came back with business. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So we're going to send him back to grad school and file bankruptcy at the same time. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> and Dude, on his love face, to see
2: you. <laughs> this should be mutually exclusive, right? And I'm yeah. sitting with the the bankruptcy <laughs> lawyer and I'm like here's the deal. Okay. And he's giving me advice about, you know, what to do with the self-directed IRA and all this kind of thing. And he tells me, I can't have a chapter seven because down here, the trustee specializes in breaking self-directed IRAs. And so, we will have literally zero retirement savings if we try to go chapter seven. We have to go chapter 13 to preserve, you know,
1: the little bit of a nest egg we still have. I don't honestly know the difference pers- in personal oh, okay. bankruptcy.
2: Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, let me fill the fill in the blanks here. Seven is fast. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they wipe out all of the debt. You get a perfectly clean slate and you start again. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And the trustee tries to get as much out of your assets as humanly possible. You get to keep your car. You get to keep your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you get to keep clothes on your back, but pretty much everything else that the I think they let you keep your wedding ring, but they're, they're going to take wow. all the jewelry or anything oh, that really holds yeah. any significant value. Yeah,
1: that's tough.
2: Yeah. And under a chapter 13, they do the same thing, except you pay off a certain percentage of what you owe. Mm. They call it a wage earner bankruptcy. And mm. so basically, they give you just enough to... Pay your living expenses. (laughs) Yeah, just enough to take care of that stuff. And then everything else goes to the trustee Mm. for three to five
1: years. Okay. Yeah. That three to five years plays a lot in your life. That's list,
2: a it? that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, and I don't know about you. I vote for three years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over five years. Yeah. And they yeah. take like your tax returns. I mean, all of that. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure you figured out your your withholding really precisely because you're not going to see that money again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's not going to be a tax return while you're in this bankruptcy. And so I came home to my husband, and I'm like We've got to come up with $50,000 worth of income. Don't take a job if it's more than that, because otherwise we'll be in this bankruptcy for freaking ever. Five years, five years, right? It feels like for freaking ever when You're staring down that end of it. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're applying to grad school and I had a conversation with the attorney on that also. It's like how, how can we pay for this? Because I can't get student loans while we're in the bankruptcy. So, what are our options? Mm-hmm. And he figured out a way that we could actually touch some of the retirement money mm-hmm. uh, without it triggering the availability for the trustee to take it. So, wow. I, I was sent. Person. I was sent to the right lawyer. Right, yes. talented person. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, we got my husband enrolled and. So, he's starting his educational thing. We still don't have income. Okay. And there's a a certain time period you have to wait in order to get the bankruptcy law that we needed. Because when you move from state to state, there's this um, shutout period because they don't want you to move to a state that has better bankruptcy laws just to take advantage of the bankruptcy laws. So, it has to be two years in order to take advantage of your of your, um, state's laws. Mm-hmm. So here's, here's the gory details we're going through. Right. Well, I want this, this, I think a lot
1: this of is all, this. Yeah. yeah,
2: this is all part of like being funneled into this pinch point. Okay. Mm-hmm. This backstory right. here. Right. Um, this is your soul getting you ready to be this grateful, is huh? sen- <laughs> sending me where I need to be. Yeah. Uh, Despite my resistance to it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I'd have never voluntarily declared bankruptcy, even though I had prayed on a regular basis for this mountain of debt to be gone.
1: Well, yeah. You okay. have to be very specific when you pray like that though. Well,
2: you know, I I had in my mind, but I did not spell it out, right? I had right. in my mind that there would be, you know, amazing jobs or I would be well enough to go get mm-hmm. an additional or the lottery ticket. Or the lot totally the lot <laughs> wouldn't we all love the lottery right, ticket. Lottery right? ticket. <laughs> and so <laughs> but this is all part of my soul funneling me down this mm-hmm. this path. And I call it now running at walls because it looks like there's not a path there. Right.
1: right. We're
2: going to declare bankruptcy and send him back to school. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It turns out there is a way to do that. Um, And so I'm in the process of getting to the point where I can file the bankruptcy, which is two years after we move. And wow. we have to get from where we're at to two years after we moved, right? He was yeah. laid off right at 12 months. So, this is a year we've got to figure out. Yeah. And so, he's in school. A buddy of his calls up and says, I, I'm doing this professional conference back in Indiana. Mm. Would you come help me man my booth? My husband's like, you got to get me there and put me up because I've got, you know, no money to do this with. We decided... Right. When we went down this road, we were not going to hide it from anybody. Mm-hmm. We were just going to let it all hang out. Look, here's right. the situation.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: And so, his buddy's like, sure, no problem. So, he flies him out to Indiana, which is where we just came from. And while he's out there, he's catching up with people mm-hmm. that we used to know because yeah. we lived in Indiana, I know, five, six years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And he calls me up like. After two days of being there, and he says, you're not going to believe this. I'm (laughs) like, what? I had lunch. You remember this guy? I had lunch with him. We had this amazing conversation. He has this um, scientific placement firm. So, if you need a skilled scientist on a short-term basis, this is where you go to hire one. And he yeah. said he, he's been looking to expand into consulting. I've been consulting for years, and he would like me to come on board and we'll build out this consulting wing for, for him in his business. And I let him know completely what our circumstances is, and he will pay me exactly $50,000. <laughs> oh, wow. I was
1: was like, that okay. because you told him that, or I had, come up I had,
2: that? I had told my husband yeah. that $50,000 was the magic number. Right. And we agreed to let it all hang out. So he shared all of this with his buddy. Okay. He's like, "Yeah, cool. I can do that."
1: And, and he probably figured his his prayers were being answered.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. because <laughs> I don't have to
1: pay him, you know, this
2: six-figure salary, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now I have a new problem though, because I can't leave Arizona. Uh I cannot sell the house or will lose the proceeds to the house. Yeah. Okay. So the house has to remain, but he needs to be in Indiana. Uh And so the good news is I was in outside sales. I know a lot of people in Indiana. Mm -hmm. So if I had your email address, you got an email from me that said something like this. I, I need a place for my husband to sleep and to do his schoolwork. If you have a guest room and can give him a shelf in the refrigerator connection into your Wi-Fi and a parking place in the driveway, uh, let me know and tell me how much you want for all that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I got a ton of no's. I got, a, oh, I wish I could.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then I got a yes. Oh. <laughs> and it was a much bigger yes than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. A neighbor of mine said, uh, well, my mother passed away and mm-hmm. she's got this condo in one of these retirement communities. I can't sell it because the market's sucking.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, it's been on the market for a long time. There's no interest whatsoever. I have to make a certain amount on this thing and it's underwater. And I can't run over and keep an eye on it all the time because I have other aging parents and, and relatives with handicaps that I'm already serving. And so, this is just like a millstone around my neck. If he can live there for me, keep an eye on it, keep it
1: maintained, wow. I yeah. will charge you nothing. Oh, that is perfect.
2: Exactly. That's my price point right there. Zero I can do.
1: Right, right. <laughs> and it's
2: furnished. <laughs> and so I thanking you. <laughs> and she's thanking us for doing this. Right. So, it's like we're going to load you up in your car with your suitcases and your computers and send you away mm-hmm. to Indiana to to live in this amazing little condo <laughs> while I get the rest of this bankruptcy going. Yeah. And so we finally got to the point, we lived apart for nine months or something. We got to the point I could finally find the, file the bankruptcy and I'm free to now move around the country. Mm-hmm. And so I, I talked to my friend neighbor uh about the condo and i'm like uh would it be all right could this work for you if we moved into the condo Mm -hmm. that way we can be together i can support him he can support me because i mean i'm i'm just barely holding it together my brain is deteriorating at this point Mm-hmm. And I'm not sleeping right. I have trouble finding my words. I can't remember what it is that I'm doing. I'm becoming increasingly un not Unstable. just unemployable. <laughs> not just yeah. unemployable, but non functional is what's right. happening here. And
1: and your were your health things still
2: going on? Oh, yeah, it's just getting uh, yeah. worse. This is oh, all geez, part yeah. and parcel of the thing. Now I did yeah. find a few answers on the health side of things, which is. I have food allergies Mm. and food allergies will cause systemic um, inflammation. And when I have systemic inflammation, because I'm a genetic overproducer of cholesterol, I got that test done. Uh um, That's the first thing my body's going to do to deal with it is to overproduce cholesterol. So I have learned that I have to be very particular with my eating and avoid my food allergens. Uh, and this is not an easy thing because I have seven out of the top 10 food allergens. Oh my God. Okay. It's like <laughs> That's really pretty much
1: everything. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. It really yeah, complicates <laughs> things, milk, <laughs> eggs, soy, <Yeah>. wheat, right. <laughs> dairy, nightshade vegetables, which oh, are your geez. potatoes and peppers yeah. and
1: tomatoes. Yeah, tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, okay, yeah. so what am
2: I eating? Right.
1: <laughs> Right. But, but at least you got an
2: answer too. Well, I've, I've got side. at least one of the answers. Right. Right. Because I'm still getting increasingly sick and my brain is starting to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's clear there's more stuff going on. Right. And so I got the go ahead from my friend. She was able to put furniture in storage. And my father, God love him, uh, paid for a U Haul for us.
1: Oh, great. Well, listen, though, I'm going to take a break before you move into that condo. Yeah, before we move into the (laughs) condo. (laughs) Before you move into that condo. So uh, let's take a break now, and we'll be right back. And then we can show how spirit takes care of you after it has brought you down to zero. All right. (laughs) We're not quite at zero, but we will be. (laughs) Okay, there's more to go. (laughs) Come on back then.
4: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: One thing's for certain. Life is uncertain. Do you navigate the unknowns? Visit a view through the to sign up for psychic readings and classes with Barb Crowley. You can schedule one-to-one sessions with Barb for personal and relationship counseling, pet communication, mediumship, career and business direction, or sign up for one of her classes. Everyone has answers through the metaphysical plane, but they need help to access them. Get the help you need today.
4: Visit aviewthroughtheveil.com. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Decide that you have something to say and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
0: You are listening to Metaphysics, a view through the veil with Barb Crowley. To reach the live show, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to a view through the veil at gmail.com. Now back to the show.
1: Hi, and we're back with Sophia Renee Morales, who has been telling us how spirit has basically stripped her of everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not so that, quite yet, but we're headed yeah. there. <laughs> So it has taken her from the road she's on to get her ready to put it on the road her soul wants her to be on. So we'll give it back to Sophia so she can tell us what more has happened here. She's moving into a condo.
2: (laughs) So in hindsight, looking back on this, I can go, okay, this was my soul putting me where I wanted it to be. At the time, the experience felt like, oh, my God, I'm facing another freaking brick wall. Mm -hmm. Where do I go from here? Um, And I guess the other thing I need to share about myself at that point was I was totally two plus two equals four. It's got to be repeatable and verifiable and measurable. You're a
1: scientist. Complete.
2: Scientist, yeah. when yeah. I would look at my husband and say, I have a plan, he would go, uh oh. <laughs> because yeah. I was an amazing planner. I can deal with all these like moving parts when I was in corporate. I would move data centers across the country that had a hundred percent upside. Up time requirements. Okay. Wow. You can't take wow. it offline for one second. Wow. Uh, so when I say I'm good with complicated planning and moving parts, I'm really good. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: And this is the next thing that's going to be taken away from me. Oh, wow. Because I'm having trouble remembering what I'm doing, I'm having mm-hmm. trouble sequencing things, I'm having trouble finding the right words. So this is
1: really the core Uh, of who you are.
2: It's like taking me apart. The thing that you've really identified yourself as is being taken apart.
1: Mm, And you
2: are, my husband and I started basically throwing ourselves on the kindness of strangers in many Mm. ways. That's what my email to all those people in Indiana was. Um, That's what the
1: kindness. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that that's, that's what it was when I went to dad and went, we're living into different places. We can't do this for three years. Can you help us out?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and there were many things that were just poured out to us, which I'm everlastingly grateful for. Yeah, great. The people who chose to pay it back or pay it forward or how, mm-hmm. which, whichever direction you want to look at that from.
1: Kindness is <sighs> Kindness. I can't tell you being human.
2: (laughs) I can't tell you how many wonderfully kind people I met. Even the movers that I hired to help me load all the stuff into the truck Mm -hmm. uh, treated me with great generosity compared to what I was able to offer them. Um, And so I have to be very grateful to the people around me. I was sent many earth angels on this journey. Although I would not have called them that at that time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The the rear view mirror is the best mirror. (laughs) It
2: it really is. And so I made my way out to Indiana and started looking for a doctor who could partner with me because by this time I'd made the shift from the doctor will tell me how to get better to, okay, the doctor doesn't have the answer. It's up to me to try to come to the answer and so I need a doctor who's willing to try some things
1: mm-hmm.
2: and not get overly hung up on what the insurance company says has to happen. <laughs> right,
1: right. A doctor yeah. who wants to heal you. Yeah.
2: Yes, and who's willing to look at the data and, and do some critical thinking on it with me.
1: Mm-hmm. And curiosity. I find yes, it hard to curiosity, find. Curiosity, exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> it's like, I just know
2: what it is. No. Right. This time you don't. I got the email. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I was looking around for a functional medicine doctor because they tend to work with the biochemistry, which is what's happening here. We've got to figure out what's going on with my biochemistry. And uh, most doctors, I know because I have a degree in biochemistry. (laughs) Uh, What'd you study? Biochemistry. Oh, man, that almost flunked me out of med school. Oh, good. I'm looking for another doctor. (laughs) Yeah. And so I. I found a functional medicine doctor who was also a DO, which is a doctor of osteopathy. Mm-hmm. They tend to have a broader worldview than an MD does. They know and things
1: are connected, yeah. Yeah,
2: exactly. And they're yeah. more willing to look at, you know, things like acupuncture and herbs and this kind mm-hmm. of stuff than your typical MD. And so, I, I signed on and she immediately left the, the practice Oh uh, dang it! I had like one appointment with her. They yeah. drew a hundred million vials of blood. And it felt like it. It was probably twenty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they they want to know exactly what's going on. They want the whole mm-hmm. picture. So we we
1: don't. And so just, do you really?
2: Yeah, yeah exactly. So I do, wanted the whole yeah. picture too, which is why I'm looking for these folks. And this was also the point that I shifted my thinking around whether the insurance company really has to pick up the tab or not. Mm-hmm. And I decided I was better off with them out of the picture than in the picture wow. because I was going to waste more time on blind dead ends trying to fit into their mold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so <laughs> and the doctors would do cash. Um, well, some of them will work with you if, if insurance is out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, this particular uh, practice was part it was in network so at least yeah. the office visits and that kind of stuff were being picked up so that was fabulous No oh, good and so I was transferred to one of the other partners in the firm and was working with him and we all the blood work came back and he's like you know I the thing we haven't tested you for are heavy metals and Lyme disease mm-hmm. so let's do those because there wasn't anything apparent from that first Twenty tubes of blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you have any and left? Can we yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And so he gave me some books to read on on both of those topics,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and I did my best to plow my way through those because it's hard right now. My brain right. is not working right. Okay, but I'm going to give it my best bet because I'm the quarterback on this team. <laughs> I mm-hmm. got to, I got to do what I can do, and so. I met back with him a while later and it turned out I have Lyme disease and wow. he says probably very long standing and chronic. We we talked back through my medical history and narrowed it into I was probably about 8 or 9 years old when I oh first my God, developed that far it
1: back. Yeah.
2: That far back. Okay. Wow. Um, Uh, And it's a relative of syphilis, which is why I'm having these brain problems, because syphilis, if it's not treated, will eventually bore its way into the brain. And that's what was happening with my Lyme disease. It was eating my brain.
1: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's it must kinda have good been upsetting when you got to that section of the kind of <laughs> good news, bad news, right? We know what yeah. it is. <laughs> we know what it's doing. <laughs> right, right.
2: <laughs> and so okay, he's got this this plan that he comes, he's an MD. He's got this mm-hmm. conventional plan that he comes back to and it's all kinds of exotic rotating antibiotics. And it's a two year plan. Yeah. Some of these are IV antibiotics, and every couple of weeks you have to come in for clearing antibiotics or wow. IVs in order to get the, the junk out of your system because this right. is stuff is toxic when it's alive, yeah. and worse when it's dead.: Yeah. And so yeah. you feel a shit ton worse before you start to feel better. Yeah. Okay. So, okay, I'm happy. I've got my first round of antibiotics. I've got my treatment plan, which is, you know, a quarter of an inch thick. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And and so I call up the insurance company to find out what of this they will cover. Mm -hmm. Because they've got to cover some of this, right? Because some of it's standard kind of stuff. And I had the conversation with the folks at the insurance company, and they said, we do not believe in chronic Lyme disease. That's their word, believe in, okay? We don't believe that it's a thing. And so you get 60 days of oral antibiotics, full stop. Wow. Now, this treatment plan that's a quarter of an inch thick, Mm -hmm. I ran my little calculator on this, and it's $28,000 for the first year. Wow. Wow.
1: And you're just walking out of bankruptcy.
2: No, I'm in the middle of the freaking oh, bankruptcy. Oh, still in it. <laughs> I've got wow. no place to get this money from. Wow. And should I find a place to bring money in, the trustee is first in line for
1: that. So they're still doing it.
2: They're yeah, it. they're um, mm-hmm, They're first yeah. in line for that, whatever cash flow uh comes to us. And so get you out of this one. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what are my options? What are my options? I can't get a job. I'm definitely not. I can't cook a 30 minute meal in the kitchen in less than three hours. I'm definitely Mm -hmm. not employable in this moment. My husband will come home and ask me what happened today. And I'll be like, there's no memory of that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Or if I do remember, I can't find the right words to tell him.
1: That's terrifying.
2: It is. I equate Mm -hmm. it's it's like being in your house and you go to the attached garage, you whip the door open, and the garage is not there. Well shit, I'll go back in the house. You close the door and you turn around, the house is now gone too. That's kind of the way it feels. Oh wow. That's terrible. Because it's like, oh, okay, I'll just go remember what it was I did earlier today, and that memory is just not there. It's just
1: not there. How did and, um, how did you get out of that?
2: Well, I did what most kids do when they're in extremis, and I called my father.
1: And mm-hmm. I said,
2: "Dad, Good. here's what's
1: going on." Thank God you had someone to call.
2: Yeah, you know, here here's what's going on, and the insurance company is not going to touch it, and the bank of dad was empty. Uh. And I'm. I can't blame him. I mean, it's a huge amount of money. Mm-hmm. He's not a spring chicken anymore. Well, that's what I
1: was thinking. He's, you know,
2: it's yeah. yeah. I, I don't blame him at all. But I also Who's don't your, know.
1: Was this your lowest point?
2: Oh, we are headed into my lowest point. We here. only
1: have fifteen minutes or twenty. Oh, I know. <laughs> so I want to hear an uplift
2: before we, we go. There's an uplift coming. Good. It's, it's close. <laughs> So that night, you know, I shared with my husband what was going on. And, you know, he's full-time employed. He's going to grad school full-time and he's taking care of me. Okay. At this point, he's doing all the housework, all the cooking, all the dishes because I'm not Functional. functional. Yeah. And I'm not resting at this point. My brain has deteriorated so much that I'm not going through any kind of normal sleep cycles. So I go to bed with him, but I lay there mm. and I don't sleep. And so I, I spent time like meditating. I could manage to meditate, which was like, okay, that's pretty cool.
1: But that's this night, interesting, yeah, that
2: you yeah I, I, I don't know why that was different, but there it is. Yeah. And so the meditation was kind of getting me through these nights. Mm-hmm. So I was getting some reprieve, even though I wasn't getting actual sleep. Yeah. Um, but that Some night worries. I I could not meditate. My brain was like a trap squirrel bouncing off all the walls. Well, you know, okay, we we tried the insurance and maybe this and maybe that and dad can't and jobs and all there I couldn't see any options whatsoever. How the hell do I get out of this? I don't know. Yeah. And it was about three o'clock that I literally gave up. There's no
1: answer that I can find. I'm thinking, what does that mean?
2: <laughs> I completely gave up. Yeah. And I was left with one option. And from the depths of my soul, I said, God, I haven't talked to him in probably 30 years at this point. Mm. I said, God, I will do anything to get better. And this little voice in the back of my brain said, really, anything? Yeah. And I sat with that for a minute because, yeah, anything is a big offer. It is. It's a really big offer. And when you feel better,
1: you wouldn't take that back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) I want to make sure. And so I gave it some thought. I addressed myself to God. Mm -hmm. I'm going to presume that that's who's answering. Mm -hmm. And since I'm talking to divine wisdom, it's not going to ask me to hurt anyone, become an axe murderer, or steal, or anything like that, which would all be game over yeah, kind of yeah, things for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I thought what for a little while, and I said, yeah, anything. I will do anything. And I got my first miracle because I fell asleep.
1: Wow. Immediately, it was like, okay, there you go. (laughs) We own (laughs) you now. (laughs) You
2: you get sleep. Okay. And then in the morning, what was very clear in my mind was that I had to go get one of these clearing IVs. Cost Mm -hmm. 250 bucks. I have no clue how it's going to get paid for, but fortunately, the medical people are pretty patient. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go get one. And I went and I got the clearing IV. And I'm sitting in the infusion room and the doctor walks in. Now, this is not a place he normally is.
1: Mm-hmm. He does
2: not come into the infusion room normally. I think he was sent there. Mm-hmm. And I waved him over and I explained the situation that the insurance was out of the picture. What What can we do? What, how can you work with me as a cash pay client? And he said, I don't really do that, but... Since insurance is out of the picture, you should know that we have a naturopath herbalist who's on staff, and he does an amazing job with parasitic things, and Lyme is a parasitic thing. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: so, I would recommend you go see him. His office visits are less than half of what mine are, and, you know, the herbs and stuff, it's much less expensive than these exotic antibiotics. Yeah already then.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
2: I scheduled an appointment with him. And while I was in his waiting room a week or so later, I there was this book on the side table that says the emotion code on it. Oh, now, I know em- the
1: emotion code.
2: Yeah. Now, emotions were something that have always been a bugger for me. I've worked with a bunch of shrinks over the years because Mm -hmm. my family of origin has Mm -hmm. issues. They've got the whole damn subscription, honestly. Um, (laughs) And I've never figured out what to do with my emotions. I was taught to kind of smash them down and seal them away and pretend like they're not there, which is like the worst possible thing you can do. So, this title really caught me. Mm -hmm. And I started, you know, kind of. Peeking in, I'd read a couple of pages and the person who owned the book came back for it. (laughs) Now I have to buy the damn book. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) Which I did. And I started working through it bit by bit by bit. And I've always known I have a heart wall. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And so I started taking down the heart wall in a really deliberate way. Mm -hmm. And The more of that I took down, the more my gifts came online. Miss, there isn't anything more than the physical stuff you see in front of you. I was seeing things from the past. I was knowing things about the future. I was knowing things about other people I had no business knowing. I was speaking in languages I'd never learned I was
1: seeing. Though wasn't that a bit
2: frightening? Because uh, well, now understand, right? The the scientist, (laughs) the scientist is writing all this shit off. Your brain is not working correctly. Oh, that's true. You could go. Okay,
1: you. (laughs) That explanation.
2: You have a really amazing memory. The long-term memory is still there. You probably remembered that from the seder you sat in in Mm -hmm. college right i'm coming up i'm I'm writing (laughs) everything off yeah Yeah. until the day i came home from the grocery store and my neighbor was helping her husband into the house and he's visibly in pain Mm -hmm. she's staggering under his weight Uh so the groceries can thaw i'm gonna help get him in the house Mm-hmm. And she goes to call his kidney doctor to get an emergency appointment. And I'm standing with him in the living room holding his hands. And I know them to be extremely devout people. Mm-hmm. He was a minister. She taught parochial school. I mean, they're really God-centric people.
3: Mm-hmm. And I,
2: his eyes are closed. I can see his lips are moving. This is his private moment with the divine. And I'm not very comfortable with this, (laughs) let alone watching somebody else's private moment. So, I close my eyes and I see this little flicker of light in my mind's eye. And it's like a pilot light that wants to go out. And I'm given a knowing Mm -hmm. that this is his life force. This is actually where he is right now. He is on the edge of leaving. Wow. And I have not acknowledged who I'm talking to. I just said, is there something we can do? about that. And it flares up into this great big ball of flame. He drops my hands and looks at me and says, are you a healer? Wow. And I have no answer for this. I was going to say, what did you (laughs) say? I, I kind of looked around to see who he was talking to. His wife came in the room saying, we've got the emergency appointment. We've got to leave now. And so I hustled them all back out into the car. I was saved from having to explain anything in that moment. And I went and I hid in my house for two days while I convinced myself that nothing had happened. Yeah. This, happened. this vibrant yeah. imagination that I have is all coincidence. <laughs> and yeah. I'm a terrible neighbor because I haven't checked on him. I haven't brought over soup or anything. Mm-hmm. And so I finally worked up my nerve and I went next door, tapped on the door, kind of bracing myself for what I might find.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And she answers the door and she smiles at me. I'm like, okay, that's a good sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she says, I'm so glad you're here. Jay has so many questions for you. Like, oh, wow. I am so fucking screwed because I have no answers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm and in denial. I, Don't ask. Well, I came in and I said, hey, Jay, he's sitting there in his Barca lounger with his drink and his remote and his feet up and his book looking fat and happy. Wow. I'm like, so what the doctor say? He says, you know what? It was the strangest thing. By the time we got to the doctor's office, I was feeling good again. Wow. And they put me through the usual array of tests, and my kidney function came back normal. I haven't had kidney function, normal kidney function in a couple of decades. It's all been downhill, and now it's normal. Jeez. And the scientist in me had to sit down and shut the fuck up <laughs> and accept that this is not my brain melting down. This mm. is what I agreed to when I said I was willing to do anything. Did to you accept
1: that, 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 that I had solid. <laughs>
2: <And> <laughs> except that you know, I've right? got some gifts. <laughs> except that I can stand as a channel for healing. Except that there is much more going on in this world than science can explain or measure. Right.
1: And and accept that this all started from the day or the moment. From that the moment said, I said I will do Anything. anything. Yeah. All right. Good. yeah
2: this is what you need to pay attention to
1: (laughs) right right geez it took us a long time to get you You asked for the long walk (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i did and i'm glad i got it too but you've gone on and and used that deliberately now that you've accepted it. Use yes, that healing ability. Yes, I spent many months
2: reading. I took a lot of different modalities of healing and um, what do they call mediumship and some of this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. um, and have been actively developing my gifts since then. And in fact, now I am at the point that I help other people identify their gifts and deliberately expand them and focus on them and work with them.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and do you work one-on-one with everybody or do you teach? or do Up you do to this
2: both? point, I have worked one-on-one. I'm shifting into more of a group teaching model because right now I'm the primary caretaker for my father.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And so, I need to use my time in a more leveraged fashion. So, right now, I do a lot of group programs. And in fact, I'm starting, I will be reprising the Activate Your Spiritual Gifts, Activate Your Spiritual Superpowers is the official name of the the course. I'll be reprising one of those in July, and then we will be doing the Complete Empath Empowerment and Empath Overwhelm (laughs) in September. Um, and so, if you're interested in learning about your superpowers, you can go to superpowers.us. Super, let me think about it. Yeah, superpowers.us. <laughs> 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 check let check my left. URL. I'm doing this from memory. Um, and you can take the quiz and find out what your superpower is. And uh, it will I also just have
1: superpower quiz. So
2: superpowerquiz.us. Yeah. That's the one. Superpower That's
1: quiz. It. Yeah, got that it. U.S. Mm-hmm.
2: So if you take the quiz, it takes less than two minutes. You'll get a nice little report that tells you what your superpower is, uh, mm. and it, you'll also have the opportunity to get on my mailing list so you can get all of the details for upcoming uh, courses and events. And mm-hmm. I know a lot of people out there are really hurting. On the empath front, you know, I can't go into a right. store because of the overwhelm of sensation and emotion and crap that comes at yeah, me. I end yeah. up going home with a headache. There are ways to deal with that. (laughs) There are ways you can move from thermometer to thermostat. I can help you with that.
1: (laughs) And on the gifts, when, you know, you had to go through a really excruciating journey to get to your gift. Well, I am
2: stubborn and stoic. I was raised by a German and Norwegian, so I come by that honestly. And yeah, so yeah. I have frequently met the spiritual two by four upside the head because of that stubborn. <laughs> and <laughs> you don't have to wait for the two by four. You can actually step
1: out before that happens. And do you teach people how to do that, how to bypass all that, that pain and the damage and all to yes. get to their gifts? So you're Yes. Able to do that. A lot of times we, we are traumatized
2: as young children and we mm-hmm. suppress them. And so, oh, yes, okay. you can deliberately unpack the trauma and push it to the side and allow that gift to come forward.
1: Okay. Now, did you say your, your regular webpage? Do you want to make sure they have oh, that? Oh, you can go to transformation space,
2: transformation mm-hmm. space, no hyphens or anything, transformation space co. And that's my main website. Okay. And the quiz is on there too, if you... Don't trust my quiz URL, which I wouldn't blame you. (laughs) (laughs) You can get to the quiz from my website
1: as well. Okay, great. That's perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a fabulous story. And my God, if you can teach people to skip what you went through and to get right to the gift that alone is a gift. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and
2: I get so many people who are like, now is not the time. My, my, my life is melting down. It's right, like right. their life is As melting exactly down because now time. is the time. <laughs> yeah,
1: really.
2: <laughs> I, I call it your soul putting you on the sidelines. Yeah, uh, And that's yeah. what happens. It's like you have not been paying attention to what's really important to you. We're going to sit you down and give you time and space to think about it because you've asked for time and space to think about it. Mm-hmm. And so, typically what happens is we sit down and we go, oh, my God,
1: I got to be doing something to solve this
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead um, of thinking.
1: So anybody who wants to bypass the pain part, (laughs) come over to Sophia's website and, you know, get in touch with Sophia. So thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure. Great. Take care.
0: Thank you for joining us for Metaphysics, A View Through the Veil. Please tune in for another edition with your host, Barb Crowley, next Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Enjoy your upcoming weekend.